Welcome to CEO On The Go, the show about personal and professional growth for busy leaders like you. I'm your host, Gail Lance, and together we'll be exploring the people side of leadership. You'll learn how to better engage and inspire those around you and yourself. So let's get started. Welcome to CEO on the go and this episode on smart succession planning. This is a topic that I think is especially relevant given the fact that we are just past the presidential election in the US and succession planning and government is a little different compared to what your organization does. If you even do succession planning, and if you don't, or if you don't do it well, you're actually in the majority. So there's no criticism here. Just a nudge for you to get succession planning on the radar if it's not something that you're doing already. And this applies to large organizations, small businesses, professional service firms, or even even if you're heading up a department. And I know what you're thinking. You're probably saying, well, Gail, I'm just trying to get through this week. (laughs) And I get that. So I'm not going to get into too much detail about the process itself as much as just trying to make the case for getting smart succession planning on the radar. And it's a fresh topic for me because I just hosted a special webcast on that topic with a client, a senior executive at Southern Company, uh, which is based in Atlanta, Georgia. They've done some really impressive work over the years in this area. In fact, they just announced uh, a new CEO who will be coming on board at Georgia Power. So it was timely to talk about their process as a good model, especially for large companies. And so I thought I would share some of what we talked about on that webcast, some of the reasons why this is important, especially now. Um, I also want to share some eye-opening statistics that I think you'll you'll really want to hear about so that I can build the case at least for today. So before I share some statistics, I, I, like I said, I want to make the case for getting succession planning on the radar now or sooner rather than later. Given the pandemic, of course, there's so much uncertainty, and I've talked about that in, uh, in a number of episodes, but one specifically on, on getting comfortable with uncertainty. So you need to be prepared for anything to happen. There's growing concern that more women might be leaving the workforce. And that's extremely unfortunate. Um, People in general, just during the pandemic have been more introspective thinking about, you know, is this what I want? What, What could I do? Maybe I need to move on. Um, I just talked to one of my CEO clients, and he said that one of his leaders said, I just need to take six months off. Like, they're just so burned out. And I've talked to other clients, too, who say, I just need a sabbatical. I, I really need a break or to consider a new role. So you just don't know when that will happen. And you've got to be prepared as things loosen up a bit, too, Um people will become more mobile again. Some will want to move to a different area that could affect their role in your business. If you are part of or heading up a forward thinking company, you're probably reimagining everything, even creating new roles that didn't exist before. So what will you be doing to get people in the pipeline for that or to uh, replace other people who will be moving into those roles? So lots of reason to put this on the radar right now, just given what's happened with the pandemic. And in general, there are other reasons as well, benefits to, uh, to really argue the need for succession planning. So, you know, some of the other reasons why, why it really matters is that it can help you create a more diverse leadership team. And with 
the diversity of leaders on your team comes better decision making. You know, when you go through a more thoughtful process about who do we really need, oftentimes you look at a broader range of people. And that's a good thing because you really do want to expand uh, the view of what you're looking at in terms of leadership talent. Also, another benefit is the strategic career development, especially for emerging leaders. Once you've identified candidates who will be moving into a role, you can, can be more deliberate about personalizing or customizing the development that they might need for a high-level role. Another benefit is better engagement and retention of top talent. People like working for a company where they know that the company will help them, that they're uh, going to help them look at resources or developmental opportunities to, to help with that kind of transition, gives them more confidence in the organization. There's also greater organizational stability and resilience that can come from smart succession planning, as well as stronger organizational culture and continuity so that you can really pass that baton uh, to the next person in a way and not lose traction. But the reality is there are a lot of challenges that are happening with succession planning now. And so I thought I would share just some of the statistics that have been curated from a lot of different sources that would be most interesting for you to know about. One in particular is that CEO turnover in 2019 was the highest that it's been in almost 20 years. I don't know what the stats are for 2020 or what they're looking like, but it would be interesting to see what those look like as well. 40% of companies report that they don't have a single internal candidate to replace the CEO if he or she exits the position for whatever reason. So that's a scary thought too. Going back to what I said, you just don't know what, what will happen when. 86% of leaders believe leadership succession planning is of utmost importance. Only 14% think that their organization does it well. And that was also uh, reiterated in a poll that we did in the webcast that I mentioned. We asked people to weigh in to let us know if they thought their organization was, was doing a, a really good job of succession planning. Uh, another option was they're doing okay, but it could be improved. Another was... They're aware of the importance of it, but they really weren't doing anything at all. And then the last category was it's just not even on their radar. <laughs> and it was interesting to see that most of the, the people who responded said that they need improvement or they're not doing anything at all. So there's a lot of work to be done here. Um, something else to note is that most leaders really aren't ready when they do step into their new role. Only 27% believe that their organizations provide the necessary resources to support that move into a C-level role. A lot of uh, leaders fail within the first few months. 50% of leaders report that it took them six months to become effective in their new roles. 60% of executives fail within the first 18 months of being promoted or hired. Um, there's a lot of cost that goes into, you know, trying to recover from failed leadership. The direct cost of replacing a failed executive is close to 10 times his salary or her salary. So and that, that takes into account the time that took to recruit, to train, to coach, to develop other people's time that was involved in that process, the uh, negative ripple effect on team members when you have a senior executive that's failing Direct reports perform 15% worse under a struggling leader and are significantly more likely to become disengaged, which is no surprise. 
So those are a few fast statistics to throw out there just to, to reiterate the importance of really looking at these issues and having some conversation in your organization about what you need to do. I wanted to focus briefly on some of the key mistakes that I see organizations making when it comes to succession planning. One is that there's no clear accountability for the process. Sometimes it might be owned by someone in the C-suite. Sometimes HR is involved and it may not be entirely clear what the role is. Oftentimes HR can be a facilitator in the process uh, as opposed to owning it. So get that clarity about who owns it. Research shows that people don't care uh, who owns it. They just need to know who it is. Another mistake is an unclear process. So maybe you have a process, but nobody really understands it or they're not following it. Um, Another mistake can be that it's an ineffective process. It might be because you don't have the real data that you need, because biases could be in place. Um, You know, another mistake that I see is people trying to look at replacing a person as opposed to looking at what the job really requires. So taking the person out of it, if the job could talk and you're looking into the future down the road, which is also important to not look at just what's needed now, but uh, futuristically, what would be required for someone to be most successful in that job down the road, not just try to replace the person. Um, And also one other mistake is sporadic timing, where sometimes organizations do it only when they have to, only when that person (laughs) has one foot out the door, or a senior executive is nearing retirement, or whatever the situation is, they only do it at the last minute when they begin to see that they have to. So what should you do instead? Well, of course, I want to talk about what you should do instead. Just a few takeaways to consider depending on where you are in your process or if you even have one. So one action that you might take is to identify who is responsible for the process and to clarify your role if you're involved so that those expectations are clear. Um, Two, confirm the process. Do we all have agreement? Is there buy-in? Everybody knows who who needs to do what by when. Um, another action that you can take, and this is one that is so overlooked because it's it's difficult. It can be tricky in succession planning, but to agree on what are the measures of success. Oftentimes, you don't know if the process was successful until the person's been in their role for a few months or years even. So determine how you'll measure success for your process. Uh, Another action is to evaluate or update your process if you do have one. What's working? What do you need to upgrade or modernize to make sure that it's as effective as possible? And then finally, consider developing the internal talent that you have more strategically. Give them what they really need or help them even determine what they really need so they can be ready and not lose uh, momentum as they're getting into the higher level role. So those are, those are some things to do or think about instead. Just don't be blindsided, be ready. Ideally, you'll want to make succession planning a part of your culture. It should just be an embedded part of your culture so that it becomes predictable, so that it, it really just becomes a natural part of how you're running your business. Doing succession planning regularly in a transparent way can support many different initiatives in your organization. I like to refer to succession planning as an engine that can be a catalyst to spark better results in those areas. And it also helps build trust, which is always a good thing. 
I hope listening to this will be enough to get your succession planning wheels turning. Let me know if you need help improving or even starting your succession planning process. Sometimes all it takes is just looking at one key position that you know that you need to be focused on. And there are a number of tools like job benchmarking and processes to consider that can be valuable. So just let me know if I can be a resource or if you have any questions. You can reach out on LinkedIn or you can send me a direct message through the site ceoonthegopodcast.com. Be sure that you include the word podcast, ceoonthegopodcast.com. So we've covered a lot in a short time, but again, the point today was just to make sure that you're thinking about this and we can talk about more tactics and specifics if, if you're interested. Um, for now, I hope you have a great rest of the week doing the work that matters to you. Take care. Thanks for tuning in. Feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn and visit workmatters.com. And if you have a question or suggestion for a future topic for the podcast, I'd love to hear from you. So keep growing as a leader and doing the work that matters to you. Until next time.